You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of ADD Space. I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman, but with me, the actual host, the owner-proprietor, the CEO, CFO, lead art designer, head therapist, head of a pay- of uh, payroll, travels are, and belated birthday, per- even though it's a Leo, it's not really belated. It's Bur- still my birthday! It's still bacon's... I apologize for that. There is a person that occasionally decides to go back and forth, up and down the street, multiple times a day. It's the same vehicle, and I kind of want to hit them over the head. Um, happy birthday, Bacon, for one. And I find it the, the strangest car person is the person who tears up a residential neighborhood with it, their power it, car. It wouldn't bother me so much as it, but it's multiple times a day like what are you doing where are you going where do you even have to go that many times it's because they don't have anywhere to go um it is probably one of the one of the sneaky good things about living in texas is it's so wide that the big dick loud engine car people just pick a direction and go and you don't see them a bunch of times like when i was in new york you did catch the people who were just throwing their cars around the neighborhood because they had nowhere to go. And I was in Oakland, same business. They had nowhere to go. But in Texas, it's so wide. They will you will hear them once and then they will come back four hours later. I assume with tacos or something. And otherwise, yes, them going and buzzing your block over and over again. It annoys me. It annoys me more than you. I I, I despise it. I'm not going to call the cops. I'm not that annoyed, but I certainly would love to ask questions. I'm kind of that annoyed. (laughs) I mean, I don't blame you. That's just it's 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 um, It's every time and every time when I'm like recording or trying to do something like important and it's so loud and I can hear it through my monitoring headphones. And I'm just like, I'm like, my mic doesn't pick up all of the stuff in the background, but it fucking picks up that asshole. (laughs) Yeah. On my it is uh, during my birthday even. <laughs> I mean your birthday is like 90 90 I days. I said what I said. <laughs> um we also have with us the freest man in podcasting. Uh no one has chosen to be with us of their own volition as many times as Justin. Justin Owen. See, the reason why they keep dashing up and down is they're just celebrating Bacon's birthday. They want the entire block to know it is Bacon's birthday, so they're going to be as loud and obnoxious as they can. You know what what would be a really loud and obnoxious way to celebrate my birthday throughout the neighborhood is have the neighborhood give me money. I think that is the more loud and obnoxious way to celebrate bacon's birthday so if you would like to donate to the bacon birthday fund we will include all of that information in the description for this episode yeah you gotta you gotta pay help help bacon out i mean why not you have 147 days to sort it out exactly 
So Leo's birthday start, I think, a little bit like in the middle of Cancer season, and then they end in the middle of Virgo season, if my dates are correct. Right. So you you, you have you have several calendar days to get this sorted out. There you go. Um, but what if I I, I I don't know I don't want to ask how old you are because it's not anybody's business and you don't know we're black. I kind of like that air of mystery. Like we're just in that schmaz, that thirty-five to fifty-five schmaz, where everyone goes, "Oh, really?" And uh, so, no, for yeah, real though. yeah, it's uh, once I listen. I was a kid, like I'm a child. I'm, I'm, I'll own. I'll. I've always been a fan of ladies of a certain age, even when I was not. So, <laughs> uh, um, so having spent a significant amount of my life being um told to shoe. Um, now that I've entered the schmaz, I'm now 40 as of May. I've entered the schmaz. I'm now viable from everyone from 35 to 60. And when they're all black, they all look like they're 35. So <laughs> it's fucking phenomenal. And I waited a long time to get here. And woo! Woo! Let me tell you, boy, that was worth it. You are you are literally everybody's age group. Everybody's age group. Finally! <laughs> Because when I was 23, I was fucking not. I was absolutely, I was asking, I was getting denied, folks. And rest assured, I was getting denied. Uh, it, it is funny. So I have, for my classes, I have um, an, in, I have a, a, black, a lovely black woman who is my, uh, runs my independent study class. And she asked me how old I was my birthday. And I'm like, I am 37. And she was like, she had that moment. <laughs> And she's like, I thought you were 28. And I'm like, one, thank you for saying that. Because <laughs> I was just like, I'm like, I feel like the chronic pain aged my face a little bit. I wasn't exactly happy also with like the changes to my face that testosterone did. So I was just like, who? Okay, 28. And she's like, and she's like, but you know, we like, we're black. We, we don't age. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, and she's like, guess how old I am? And I went, ma'am, I am not. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I don't normally guess people's ages, but I especially don't guess black people's ages because they could be anything. And she's like, I am 60. And I was like, oh, oh, because if a number had popped into my head, it wouldn't have been 60. Um, I think and she told me that she'd been like, she's been like swatting the, the youth. <laughs> and that and i thought about you aaron and i thought about the people like the my homies who are also like you yeah like, buddy i'm just saying <laughs> it's all good now finally i was i went to one of uh erica's boys functions he's like who works for like a non-profit with like high school students and stuff and um, one of the, I, they had this exhibit and I walked up to one of the, like some girl had drawn some comic about like a Brazilian artist or whatever. And I was asking her a question and she, and she made a comment about my shirt and I realized I was joking around with her and I was like, wait, I think she's flirting with me. She doesn't know <laughs> I'm like, I'm daddy. And like, no, I'm not. Cause I realized that now and they were sitting there and you know, they were, you know, they were, they, yeah. And I was just like, oh, you don't. Oh, you're where I was. That's a shame. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> you're way on the outside of the bubble. Oh, she's like 22. 
and she's and yeah, she, she didn't I know. Didn't... If she had known I was old, she wouldn't have bothered. But she didn't know because I'm black and nobody knows. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I, I have had to turn down some of these where I'm just like, honey, you are completely out of my age range. Right. Um. <laughs> which, which I'll freely admit. When I, 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 the older I get, the more I judge the older black men who are okay with it because I'm like looking and I'm like, I really just want you to save your money and have and eat three meals a day. Like, I don't know where <laughs> the desire to have any type of because the thing about young people is that they are young when they open their mouth so i'm like it's not I just, there's they, so much youth coming there's so off much it's just so young they're so undercooked they are so, so in, young so young like they are undercooked they, is the word undercooked are, is the word it is they are proper adults however right like, I'm like, like I'm like I need you to you need to be in the oven more you need you need more seasoning and right. like worldview and opinions yeah like your your opinions need to be seasoned a little bit more we're uh, we're we're still on regurgitation yeah it's like yeah it's like the at some point the ceiling is charming and the response is I really hope you I really hope you're eating. <laughs> Like, I hope you're eating. I hope you're well. You deserve the best things. The young people deserve the best things. And like I said, some like I the older I get, the more I hear old niggas say some things. And I'm just like, you should go to jail. Like, when I was younger, I was like, that's weird. Now that I'm 40, you should go to jail. <laughs> go to, like, I, will, I am going to call local law enforcement and be there. Make eye contact while they take you away. No, it was me. I did it. Because this ain't cool. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. I'm judging now and calling the authorities. Not anonymously. Not anonymously. Full name. But I want you to know it was me. I want you to understand that I am the one that took you away. I object. <laughs> I object to that degree. It is a questionable, it is questionable and distasteful to such a degree. I will sign my name to the opinion and the outcome but um we do have an actual program actual things are actually happening um but where do we start throw it at me somebody throw something at me you had I feel a like way to start oh go ahead i was gonna say i you know i still like feel like because we, we had a little pre-show talk um, and i still feel like that little pre-show pre-show talk is a viable conversation about which was we were chatting and I was like so I was like cycling through tabs so there were like several things we talk a lot of shit in general like off air on it. we do talk a lot of shit so you're gonna have to like put a pin in something put you know it put, was, well, the, the go ahead happy oh yeah I like that act that, 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 that is a great happy. way to start the show okay so. That is a legitimate, that is a legitimate, the backstory is, is that I am working on the mental health of my Destiny 2 clan, and the first thing that I've spent months hammering into their heads is that you do not have to play the game when you do not want to. There's a point in every season where it is not for you, it is for the people who started late, and it is for the people with full-time jobs. That is the extra 60 days are for those people, you don't need to be here. If you do not want to be here, it is healthier than you to hover and to complain. 
find another game to play, go outside, pick up a hobby, go to the gym, rob a liquor store, whatever it is that helps you get your balance, you should do it. And after a year, now in this current season of Destiny, no one from my clan that plays regularly is on. Everyone has fucked all the way off. And it kind of, now I'm like, I was asking Bacon, I was like, should I step into the next stage of development, which is what games is playing games that make you happy? Like, not just not playing a game that you don't want to play. That's 101. But 201, 221 is what games make you happy and how do you locate them? So I was asking Bacon. I asked Bacon. I was like, what game makes you happy? And I was going to ask everybody. So I'm going to start canvassing everybody I know that plays video games with this question. Yeah, I had I had to I had to take a minute because like I had to take a minute to think because what I play so many fucking games and I play them like all differently at different times. So I was just like, I know when I'm feeling depressy, like boyfriend dungeon always makes me happy, like or at least like fulfills whatever need I'm I I need when I'm like depressed. Uh, so that that that's that's a good game. Um, it, it's got like it's got it's got the whole like. Uh, dating thing it's got dungeon crawling it's it's grindy there's cute outfits there's also whole like things about like interpersonal relationships which is like my new thing right now and on um you know how to manage whatever uh neurodivergent issues that you have and so I was just like that's a really good game um and then uh even though Aaron was just like not just like a good game with a good story, but like games like Octopath 2, like Octopath and Octopath 2, when I picked them, I love them. That's the funny thing about that is that visibly shows in your streams. Cause I remember we were playing, there are some games you were playing. Um, there's one game you were playing, the Astria Ascending game, where everyone was a dick to each other, where everyone you were actively you were actively growing in disdain over time. <laughs> And then it kind of like was tangible and everyone was kind of like, you were vibing, but we were like, oh, Bacon don't like this game. And then we stopped <laughs> playing it. But Octopath, you're actively so pleased with it that it draws people in and then people just become invested in the story just off the strength of how happy you are playing that game. That game made me, the music alone in that game made me cry. Like... There are some there's some story beats and like, you know, it's classic like JRPG. So like even though like th there's a story, but the story's like simplified sort kind of. It's kind of like there's there's a lot of like important things that are happening and there's like messaging, but it's still like it's still not very long and it is still like kind of simplified. But like you pair it to the music and like what's going on with the characters, I was just like, I'm just like an emotional mess right here. Like there is like a like the conclusion of pretty much all of their stories gave me goosebumps. I was just like, what is happening? What am I even experiencing? <laughs> and then even just like going out into the water, I was like, because you you can like purchase a pirate ship or not a pirate ship, but you can purchase a giant ship and then like go out in the water and fight monsters. But like when you go out there, the music is sea shanties. The combat music is basically a sea shanty. And you're fighting, and, like, one of those secret bosses is a giant shark. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? It's great. <laughs> you can capture the giant shark, Aaron. You can capture it as a monster and use it on enemies. So you can throw a shark at some. You can produce a giant shark? You can throw a shark at somebody. 
you can like throw a shark at like a a, a bandit, right? Because like if I'm a bandit dude and one of my bandit yeah, dudes yeah, gets yeah, 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 yeah. swallowed up you by a shark, once per, you can use it once per fight. You remember that giant shark that I fought and I was yes. terrified? Yes. That shark. Hmm. So after you defeat that shark, it'll it it it'll show up randomly in the water and you can fight it and capture it. Hmm. And any monsters that you capture, you can either turn into food. Because um, our our girl Ochet is all about homemade jerky, or you can't be mad at Ochet, which is hilarious. Um, or you can throw that monster at other other uh, creatures or enemies. I'm with it. Also, there's also a haunted house in there that I had just discovered the last time I played, and when you walk in, there's no music. <laughs> Oh god. That, the, the worst thing about haunted haunted houses is like if there's no music, it makes me think of the Mario World haunted music. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. But Aaron, my, my there brain. wasn't there wasn't even combat music. Ooh. That's old. It was silent. In a game with dynamic music, it's silent. It's a little tough. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's that sets the tone. It's a little tough. I don't know about that's that. A, that's a big old box of nope. Yep. I was so concerned. Like, I thought my game glitched. Like, and I was like, I even left and like came back and I was just like, it's just this house. So you check in your phone and shit. You're like, wait, wait, wait. You're checking Spotify. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is this? Whoa, music? What is happening? There ain't no music, yeah, bro. So like, so, like, you know, stuff like that. Like, even though it, because it, I, I wanted to not fall into the, oh, I really like a game with a good story. And like, no, I like these kinds, these specific kinds of games. Like, always make my brain go bzz super happy um and then you mentioned it earlier you did the katamari damacy remaster yeah they um they, how can you yeah. not be happy playing katamari it it is my most joyful game by a million like the very instant i hear the theme song i'm ready to do it and it is the most i don't know I, I brought the question up because I realized the game makes me happy without me. Like, I don't have to do anything. It comes on, the theme song comes on, and I'm ready. And I'm just rolling the thing around. And I'm ready. All the dialogue, all the nonsense, every single thing about it I enjoy immensely. And I think that game makes me happier than any other game I could possibly play. And it's it and these feel that's why I asked because it kind of happens it happens without you you can't have no control over it so I just I uh, they remastered the second one and I got it on sale this week and it's just absolutely just 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 perfect absolute fucking nonsense and I didn't realize it I forgot about it I went to um and they had this like classic game fest like a retro game convention in Austin. And I forgot the, how much I enjoyed it before I went because they had these um, they had these dramatic, like Godfather like prints of like the family of like the King of the Cosmos and his wife and the little guy you play as. And I was just like, oh, I really should have gotten on a shirt. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, Justin, you didn't get a chance to answer. I'm curious, what game makes you happy? So okay, for me, like there's games, like you said, there's games that you enjoy, but there's certain games that just spark joy. 
And for me, the Dynasty Warriors series will always spark joy, whether it is mainline Dynasty Warriors, Samurai Warriors, the offshoots like Fire Emblem Dynasty. I bought Fire Emblem Three Hopes. It's just Fire Emblem Dynasty Warriors. Um, just something about that gameplay loop of level your character, beat up everybody in sight. It's just enjoyable to me as a person. Like I, I just thoroughly enjoy that. Um, I particularly like the the Dynasty Warriors Empire series because that, that that adds more of a. So like the mainline Dynasty Warriors series does have a story, like it, it plays along with the Romance of the Three Kingdoms novelization. Um, but the Empire series sort of gives you a little bit more control. Like you start off as just, well, you can start off as just a little nobody Ronin vagabond. And then you can either build up your own force and like say, okay, cool. I'm going to stake my claim. I'm going to start my own country. Or you can be like, now nah, I want to serve somebody. I want, I feel like this person can use my services. It's like you can play out your own little drama as you're going through the narrative loop, the gameplay loop of go here, beat everybody up, become the strongest there is. It, it it's simple, but it just always sparks joy. It, it, it's just great for me. Um, and now is the part of the program where I relate everything back. <laughs> <laughs> to the, one Piece? Yes, Am because, I guessing right? Yes. So. <laughs> There's actually a One Piece version of Dynasty Warriors, One Piece Pirate Warriors. And the latest entry came out three years ago. Came out in 2020. They are releasing a new DLC pack for this to celebrate the worst kept spoiler in all of anime. Uh, So Usually, I, I, I guess this is really just an East-West um, thing. In the West, we try very hard not to spoil the anime for people that are only watching the anime and not reading the manga because there are so many things that when you, re- when you watch, you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that was happening. In Japan, there's no such thing as someone that only watches the anime. The anime is a hype machine for the manga. Hmm. So... There is something happening for the next episode of One Piece that Toei has just, they they've showed you what it is. They have a trailer announcing what it is. They say, "Hey, watch this thing that's happening on this date," and it's like, "Wow, y'all really don't care, dude. You're just <laughs> like imagine if Toei spoiled Super Saiyan before Super Saiyan was a thing." Like, they told you on this day, Goku will turn Super Saiyan. Like, just imagine that. That's effectively what they're doing right now. Like, imagine if Toei was like, and Tuxedo Mask is the reincarnation of of uh, Usagi's husband. What, just, they just, they had a trailer for, and this is when they get married. They're getting married today. <laughs> imagine. That is, that is effectively what they're doing right now. And to celebrate that, they're releasing a DLC pack for a three-year-old game. And I've never in my life seen anything like this. Like, this is is bonkers to me. So in the chat, I put... um, Also, so the Pirate Warriors games do not care about balance at all. (laughs) There is no such thing as balance. There is no such thing as fairness. 
Some okay, wait, I have a question. Does that like it does that exist in the Dynasty Warriors games? I was about to say. And kind of. So <laughs> seven and eight, there's kind of a balance. Right? Like certain characters are blatantly overpowered, but you always feel like you have a chance with one exception. There's one exception. There's always one exception. It's Lubu and Hulao Gate. You never have a chance against Lubu and Hulao Gate unless you are just that kind of masochist. Pirate Warriors specifically, they throw balance out of the window. And one of my, one of my favorite characters like in One Piece unabashedly is Big Mom, Charlotte Linlin, one of the, the big bads. She is... Imagine if Disney was, like, Disneyland was evil. Not the corporation Disney, but Disneyland. Imagine if that was evil. That's Big Mom. She is terrifying. She is not, she's not the stereotypical anime evil female character. She has a very unique design. Her motivations are basically, I want to take over. The, like, she wants to take over the world by making everyone a part of her family. Like, it's really sick and twisted when you get down and think about it. Like, she wants to be the matriarch of the world. Not because she thinks it's the right thing to do, but because she wants to take over the world. And this is just her way of doing it. Well, and like, go on. No, go ahead. No, I'm just looking at the video, and um, this actually yes. is, this actually looks fun as hell. I didn't know this was a thing. Like, this looks fun as hell. Oh, she... Her devil fruit is I can take your soul out and put it in anything. So what she's done is she'll take like she takes out people's souls and puts them in like trees and sunflowers and they all live in whole cake island and they all sing musicals. It is the most twisted thing. Ooh, oh, I mean, oh, you mean if Disneyland was evil, evil, like consuming yes. the souls of the living, evil, evil, oh. literal, e literal evil. And oh. One of her favorite games to play is Stay or Life. And if you are like, she'll she basically say, look, you can either meet my conditions or give me your soul. And the way it works is if you're scared of her at all, she will take so she will take your lifespan equal to the amount of how much you fear her. Um, so yeah, no, Big Mom, just unabashedly, I love Big Mom. I love her as a character. I love her narratively. I love her aesthetically. Is just like look at she is a giant. She's a giant grandma with a talking cloud and a son, and her sword talks as well. Like how could how could you not like this delightfully wacky sociopath? That's the same question I ask every time I'm presented with a world-ending threat. Is uh, Do yes. they support black lives or not? Uh, yes, Big Mom actually does support black lives. Man, she's cool. She's cool with me. It, it, it is actually a plot point of the series. She supports black lives. All right, that's what's up. That's why I ask. <laughs> that is why I ask every time. You don't know. You get those answers be surprising you. So, perfect. I also like the fact that they also don't do the the tradition. So in Shonen specifically, if you have a female presenting antagonist, there's always a way to redeem them, and that is through like the main character. And they're like, "Oh, I love this main character. This main character reminds me of my son." No, she's just a bag of evil, and there's no redeeming her whatsoever. <laughs> Not even an attempt to redeem her. Not even a look. I understand you had a hard childhood. No, you're just evil, and you need to die. <laughs> I'm watching I'm watching her gameplay and this is the most entertaining shit I've seen in my life. Right. Like you're I, just wrecking shit. Like look at all of them. You're just like collecting them up and just being like, let me just smash it everything. La, 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 
The thing yes. about the thing about what? it is is that One Piece has the most nothing is more loaded than an invitation to enter the One Piece universe any way possible. Like I'm on Crunchyroll and Crunchyroll has on the on the just says like One Piece on it and it just says start watching One Piece. And I'm like, don't you dare try to downplay the enormous undertaking that is to start watching One Piece from episode zero. Never seen, I've watched two episodes of One Piece incidentally in my life. And then Quadruple is like, start watching One Piece. Yes. She just, she just curb stomped some, uh, some bitches and then shot fire and then had fire rain on them. Yeah. Yes. This actually is All her weapons are alive. She has taken the souls of her enemies and shoved them into her weapons. <laughs> and they all have unique person like the cloud has its own personality the sun has its own personality the sword has its own personality like it it is just delightful she's also the most terrifying person in the show <laughs> like how how can you not love this series um easy i haven't watched it well fair <laughs> well, you're, you're, well you know you know you let you're terrified of the enormity of, of it because then you fall in love with it, and then it's just such an iceberg that you're terrified. <laughs> Sir, I have commitment issues when it comes to anime, and when it goes on too long, it's over. Fair. <laughs> I feel like that's why Blue Lock works for you. I need that second season. Okay, so before we transition <laughs> to Blue Lock, you like how I just slid that in there. Um, on the opposite end of the spectrum from Big Mom is Boa Hancock, who is every shonen fan service trope shoved into one person but she actually weaponizes it her power is if you look at her with even the slightest lustful intent you are petrified it cannot be undone and that's just it game over i love that and her whole thing is i will she has a very her backstory is incredibly well done and the culmination of it is i will never bow down to another man again well, I love this raging asexual energy. Let's go. So she and she, she she makes an island full of women. She is allied with the crossdresser kingdom. She's like, yo, we're cool with y'all. We rock with you. And uh, I will never bow to another. A man sets foot on her island and she says, you have to the count of three to get off before I kill you and everyone that you roll over here with. She's like, bitch, get off my island. Sitting on the porch with a shotgun, like, "Hey, gets it count of three, boy." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not a woman that repeats herself. Best, best get stepping. You, you uh, landed on the wrong island. You, you need to just turn that boat around. The other thing I love about Boa Hancock is it's not her power that makes her strong. She just natural, like she, she is physically strong as well. Like she, just, she throws hands. She just also knows that she can weaponize her sexuality for men that would take advantage of her. And she's like, I have all these tools at my disposal. It's not going down. So, anyways, Blue Lock, because we were talking about toxicity, and friend of the show, Jeffrey, was talking about how all right, toxic game design. Because this this shit is toxic. I, I apparently this is a thing in fighting games. I'm I didn't know this because I really don't play fighting games like that. Apparently, when you play fighting games online and you're going through, like, a ranking system, they will tell you when the person you're playing is about to promote or derank based on the yes. results of this match. Yes. That shit is toxic. I love it. That is toxic. <laughs> I love it so much. There's no reason I need to know that information. But when I see that I'm going against someone and it says if they lose, they go down a rank, 
I just get I get that blue lock monster in me. It's it, just it like, fuels the egoist in you. <laughs> it fuel, I'm sitting there like, I'm about to crush his dream. And it's going to feel so good. <laughs> yeah. It it, oh. it 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 hits that it hits that terrible part of our human nature. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why we're hardwired with that, but fighting games know we're hardwired listen, with it. Listen, I don't understand why anybody should be allowed to have a good time at my expense when you can have so much <laughs> other joy without at without make without at, without involving me at all so if you want to involve me if you want to step over me to have a good time that's not going to happen i feel like it's not even it's not even an, a dark side of human nature is the audacity that you think you're gonna put on your game and have a better time than me at the same time no <laughs> no sir no 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 so, that's not gonna... so there's a moment in blue where the protagonist is matched up against one of the other characters that we've grown attached to in the beginning. And if they lose, whoever loses this match gets kicked out. And okay. which, which one are we talking about? Cause that's like all of blue. <laughs> uh, not Ohio. Okay. Like let's crush each other. Asagi. And I was like, yo, this, this show gets it. Like, blue lock is such a brilliant subversion of typical shonen sports tropes. I, I, my favorite, honestly, is still in that or in that first episode when they're like, you don't understand how unhinged this is. Um, when you know they're playing that that game of like, basically, dodgeball. Yes. And um, there's that moment where Home Skillet has the ball, main character. He's got the ball, and he's gonna. He's he's he. Has to knock somebody out, and he's got that. There's the there's a clear option. Like there's a clear idea of like this is who you should knock out, and instead turns around and smashes that ball in the face of probably the best player in there, who's also been like this entire time has been. We need to work together as a like espouting all of the shonen tropes, shonen teamwork tropes. This is for Japan, and just get smashed in the face. And you watch that asshole's whole facade just drop. Yes, that's what it was. He loses his shit, and I was like, "There we go." Because you only see it for like a nanosecond earlier in the episode. Like earlier in the episode, he's just like that that guy is like, hey, do a good job. And you know, uh, you can pass to me anytime. And I was like, there it is. <laughs> so so it was it was the he specifically says, like, you can pass to me anytime. And I was just like, I found it. And then like when he that man loses his ever-living mind after getting kicked out the island. It was so good. <laughs> so, a little more context. The way the show starts, the show starts, the main character, Isagi, uh, Asagi, is, is playing with, Okay, it's Isagi. Uh, playing with his high school team. They're like, oh, we're about to go to Nationals. I can shoot the goal. I can shoot and win. He sees his teammate open, and then he's like, that's right. 
Soccer is a team. Soccer is a team sport played by 11 people working together for a single goal. He passes and his homie misses the shot. <laughs> and he has a full-on breakdown of, I shouldn't have passed. I should have took that shot. I, would have been, I, would, I wouldn't have missed. <laughs> How did, I wouldn't have missed. God damn it. <laughs> and so we get to Blue Lock, and that's why I like it's so important that this other character it's like, yeah, you can pass me whenever. Because like, okay, th- the way it's set up, th- we're like, okay, so this is the character that's going to be in direct contrast to Ego's philosophy. And Ego's whole philosophy is get buckets. <laughs> Ignore everything else, get buckets. And they included, qu- they have my favorite Pele quote, goalie, midfielder, striker, defender, it doesn't matter. If the question is who is the best player on the field, the answer is Pele. <laughs> I love that they had <laughs> Pele's direct quote in there. He said, the answer is me. God damn it. <laughs> me. Um, they had someone else that was like, I feel better if we lose four to three and I scored the three than if we win one to zero and I didn't score. <laughs> like, again, the whole philosophy is get buckets. I'll figure <laughs> the rest out. If we just have one dude that can get buckets, I'll make the rest of this shit work. Because also the premise of it is, is Japanese soccer is a joke. This is, this show is clearly written by somebody who is, who has feelings about the state of Japanese Uh, soccer. Like that's one of, that's the dynamic that I would like, I'm like, what? There is so much, there is so much commentary about the state of Japanese soccer here. That I don't know that I need to figure this out because someone here is mad. Like, <laughs> they are like the frustrated. creator, like I feel like the creator was so mad he learned art. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this is somebody who watched one too many losses and then had a breakdown and then <laughs> made an anime. Or manga to anime. Like clearly. This per- the creator was going through some things, <laughs> and this unhinged piece of shonen probably one of the top unhinged things I have ever seen. And I watch unhinged things because <laughs> it's like the whole point of it is. So normally for a shonen sport, for sports shonen, it's about teamwork. This is all about fuck that. <laughs> perform to your individual best at all costs. Everything else will work itself out. There's a there's a moment where two characters that have been rivals figure out that the way that they can best work together is to literally steal the ball from each other. <laughs> While on the same team, they will the same teammates will actively steal from each other, and it Isagi works. Yes. I love Isagi and Bato's relationship. Also, Bato being a con- huge control freak cracks me up. So, Blue Lock is just, it, it's so much fun. It's also and very gay. It, it makes no, it is unabashedly gay. It's like, like you can't have a bunch of boys in a room and it not be gay. So, after season one ended, I bet, like, I've read the rest of the manga. It, it's gay, like Bachita is gay, like no ifs, ands, or buts. He's gay. Oh <laughs> yeah, oh Bachita has to be gay. 
yeah, th- th- there's another character we meet, also gay. Um, Wait, who? Y- you haven't met him yet. But Damn it. He- he's gay. Isagi, at minimum, bye. Oh, Isagi's bye. Um, I think I think Isagi's attracted. To, I think Isagi's like. I think it's everybody. I think he's. I think he's. I think he's the personality person who also has crushes on all of his friends. Uh, all right. So manga spoiler: it's thighs. That's what he's attracted to. Strong thighs. <laughs> oh, I mean <laughs> that is universal. There's just no. I mean, I get it. I too am. Mm-hmm. And like the way it comes up, he's just like, yeah, like I'm a, I'm a thighs guy. And they're like thighs. He's like thighs. And I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> also, someone's like, I gotta put a collar on you. And he's like, hey, don't joke. I'm into that shit. <laughs> so it's just unhinged in every way, shape, or form. Okay, but the fact, like, in at least I can say with the with the anime. So in the anime, they have like like shorts, like little like little skits after the thing. They're worth watching every single one, every single one of them. Also, the yes. one with, as, with they're imagining Bada as a maid in a maid cafe. <laughs> yeah, one the accuracy with the absolute accuracy, but they got really into that imagination. <laughs> They're like, wait, this could super serve everything. They're like literally thinking of the logistics of it. And I'm like, wait. They have a point, though. They were right. They weren't wrong. They were not wrong. And I, I also appreciate it because, so I, ha- I, have, a, I, have, a, I have a thing with like um, Shonen Eye and anything with like BL, et cetera. Um, a lot of it is done from like a really uh, heterosexual angle. Because like, and a lot of BL is specifically geared towards um, uh, women. Like, it is not actually intended for queer audiences. It's intended for women, and so anything that has like what I kind of call like genuine like queer messaging to it, I eat that shit up. It also means I don't like most queer shit in any manic manga or anime because it's all bad (laughs) but this is good (laughs) yeah no i'm not running from this this is good because it's like i think you'll get what i mean when i say this it's it's not a plot point but it feels (laughs) natural to the characters right like it feels like these characters what i'm watching are these characters interacting naturally Right, they do such a good job of that. I really and it. If you've played team sports, you have encountered a lot of this conversation. Like, I played softball. There you go. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna leave it to the imagination. I mean, I mean, we have not made peace with the reality of that. So, I mean. Uh, softball's a lesbian sport. Like I don't know what to tell people. We 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 have not made peace with um some of the inherent um uh, eroticism of um team sports yet. We haven't made peace with it. We 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 have and we haven't. So it, Listen, it if you have like twenty something of the same sex individuals together, a percentage of them are not going to be straight. 
or cisgender. Is it? Is it? There's statistics here. Did you uh? And they yeah. also spend a lot of time being sweaty and gross around each other. Yeah. Conversation happens. There is a uh, Houston Rockets player in real life. This happened. This came up in real life. There's a Houston Rockets player. I think Jalen Green. I think his name is Justin. Is you know what I'm talking about, right? Possibly. So, um, let me make sure I got this. Let me make sure. Make sure I got the name right. Um, let's see. It should be Jalen Green. Let's see. He was caught um, horsing around with one of his teammates. And he was just whole ass dry humping him, like legs up in the air, for about ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. uh, and the response again, like I said, people have not made peace with the fa- the natural homoeroticism of these team sports. And he, the guy he was dry humping was immediately traded from the team. By the way, <laughs> he was immediately within forty eight hours. He yeah. was traded from the team. It was like a like a second string power forward, not consequential, completely ejected from the roster as soon as it did not take two days. So when I say we have not made peace with it yet, I know what you're saying. We we're not there yet. That's like standard college shit. I agree with you. The response do you know to it. Many, do you know how many straight dudes I've seen just randomly hump each other yes i know that we have not made peace with it i don't understand i understand oh, yes anyway. yes and that, that 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 and that was his best friend on the team so he was dry humping his best friend and uh, then he got his friend, got traded <laughs> immediately fucking dude thing that's my understanding i went to an all boys irish catholic military school the penises were out with startling regularity and then i went to his co-ed college and there were no penises to be seen. It's just that when you get a lot of the gentlemen together, it is what it is. I unfortunately have been treated as one of the dudes. <laughs> You've seen a lot of penises. No, I have seen dude rituals <laughs> that I wish I had never known about. And it's and I and I really do mean this in a they genuinely were treating me as one of the guys. This isn't like actually like a sexual harassment thing i was actually like degendered <laughs> so it was like a room full of dudes just being a room full of dudes and i i have seen more penis than i have ever wanted to see in my entire <laughs> life which is also why i am very tired of penis jokes like i if i never have to hear another penis joke i will die happy <laughs> me too but I have definitely seen exactly what you're talking about, which is why I'm sitting here watching Blue Lock, and I'm like, this is just what dudes do. This is how we are, yes. We absolutely positively. <laughs> and what's always fascinating to me is, and this is, I, I don't, I, we're now stepping off the road a little bit. When you challenge them to be actually, like, they're playing, they're pantomiming homosexuality, and when you suggest that they just do it, and stop fucking around. The response. Pikachu faces across the board. A wave <laughs> of like, Pikachu faces. Know. Like two of you have your penises in your hands. <laughs> but the suggestion that maybe <laughs> you guys are a little bit more queer than you understand. <laughs> no. <laughs> never. Never. They would they would double face palm, but one hand is actually on their penis, so they have to do a single face palm. No, I'm not. <laughs> what if 
which is a thing I do appreciate about Blue Lock is nobody treats it weird. Yes. It's just weird. It's just weird how it is a common thing until it is not like with humans. That's what I like about yes. the show. It just it, it it's yes. They're just there is a scene where all the characters are ba- the public bath are all bathing together, and the thing that's treated as weird is the fact that someone's towel is just floating in the in the tub, and it's like get your dirty ass towel out of the tub. Right, <laughs> exactly. That shit made me laugh so hard. <laughs> no, but seriously, you don't have your towel in the fucking communal bathtub, bro. That's crazy. You <laughs> got the outside dirt, bro. Like we soaking. What you bring? My that man dirt? wasn't wrong when he said you're nasty. That's nasty. Why you I up? love Botto <laughs> so much. Yeah, but you can't be I love Botto. <laughs> that that clean that that egotistical control freak is not wrong. <laughs> he is also very gay, and you can't tell me he's not. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> From one. Well, I guess the, it, wait, really quick. By the way, I just want you all no, all to know this means I watched an entire anime. Yes. Bacon watched all of season one. How many episodes were there? Because I think I had to binge it, but I couldn't. I didn't catch up to where. Like 23. Oh, which is the perfect number. Ooh, I was halfway through. Okay, cool. Oh, they, they, had, they had gotten into section two. They had they had just beaten yes. the. Yeah, they gotten into section two where they had gotten broken up into individual workouts and testing, and then that was where I had to stop because I literally took a nap before we recorded. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, are, were you were both of you watching the dub? Yes, I had. I yeah. so I started on the dub because I, I always start on the dub because like I want to hear the voice acting, and the voice acting was so good. I was like, well, I'm I'm here now. Yeah, it was very good. The dub has the single greatest dub line ever recorded. What? Wait, which one? Hold on, I will send it to Bake because I I want I want Aaron to experience this naturally when it happens. I don't want to spoil this for him. Okay. So yeah, no, it, it, Blue Lock. It is enjoyable. It is a nice subversion of what you expect with traditional sports shonen. Um. You can also tell, so in season two, if they cover what I think they're going to cover in season two, you can tell that he did not expect this to be as popular as it was. Because there's actually, you can tell the moment where it's supposed to end, and then it's like, oh, this is making me a lot of, (laughs) making a lot of money on this. Why don't you keep this thing going? Oh, I, I guess. Okay, sure. There is nothing that makes me happier than when an artist suddenly stumbles upon something they did not expect to make money. And yes. that the, the 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 change in um the change in narrative direction when it starts to fan out because the person has the freedom to do that and is now getting paid specifically to do that. Absolutely yeah, that marvelous. Wild. That's um right up there with you ever see um one of those network TV shows when they get the money and the second season yes. immediately yes. is at a higher resolution with different cinematography, massive like Xena Warrior Princess was the best one I had ever seen. When Xena Warrior Princess was doing the thing, all the flyby shots, resolution changes, action, extras, costuming. I was like, oh, y'all had an infusion of funds. I love that they, shit. They, un- they unknowingly tapped into the lesbian market. 
listen, uh, Xena was, um, Xena was better than Hercules for reasons we could not put our finger on at the time and has nothing. I mean, it was, it was so much better. You had, you had the story between the characters. You had an extremely strong, uh, female lead. You had her, you had Xena being like, she was so goddamn messy, like messy combat, messy sex life, like, like just messy in appearance sometimes and it was fine she was also like unbelievably strong like as strong as hercules but she had everything else going on so she was wildly more interesting like we found also, a- lucy lucy lawless is just phenomenal <laughs> it's like we had the inkling because i remember i was like i remember when i was younger younger and my brother is decades ago and my brother was emma reese said I think Kevin Sorbo might suck to his friends, like in the in the apartment moons ago. And I was like, that has aged so well. I think Kevin <laughs> Sorbo might suck. Yes, Mark. He's really bad. Yes, my dear brother, my dear oldest brother. Decades later, you are so right. He does, in fact, suck. <laughs> Lucy Lawless is better. Age is better with time. We enjoy seeing her now more. She's like 55 or something. We now enjoy seeing her now more than ever. She literally hasn't aged to me. No. Nah. We love to see it. She walk out to raucous cheers, any convention, any group of people after a certain age. Raucous cheers. Also, like, anything that interesting happened on Hercules was not him. No, he was getting... And then all of those same characters showed up in Xena? Yeah. Like, like Ares? Ares, major antagonist in Hercules, but also major antagonist in Xena, way more interesting in Xena. Yeah. Also, that thing that they had going back and forth all the time. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Was it? Uh, Bisexual Her- icon. Yeah. Was it? Hercules' homie was Eolus, wasn't it? Yeah. They did, Eolus they didn't... was way more interesting than Hercules. Oh, my God. He was way more. And he was also boring, but way more interesting. Yeah. And you didn't. Ha- but you also didn't have any queer sexual tension between the two. Uh, was Kevin Gabby, Gabby and Xena absolutely get together. That was, like I said, a lot of the problems with Hercules's uh, dynamic relationships was because Kevin Sorbo is a log. And we didn't know it at the time until we met Lucy Lawless. And we were like, oh, like I said, I think Kevin Sorbo might suck. He might not be good he's at this. He's not good. He might be not good. And it turns out good. his politics are terrible. Right. He's gotten worse. He was not good then. And he's gotten worse no, now. No, he's only gotten worse. He, like, as time goes on, progressively gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Um, something that does not get worse with time. Oh, I was going to say something that has gotten worse with time. Ooh, wait, what's gotten gotten worse? I want to hear what Dustin has to say. Because I was going to use this to segue to our main story with uh, Activision losing the rights to Transformers games. Okay, you know, I was going to transition into Final Fantasy, but we can talk shit about Activision first. Yes. We'll close out with Final Fantasy. Yeah. So, and and Segway's already built in from one poorly managed company to a properly managed company. I um I am always fascinated by how much money Activision loses on the table, and I'm fascinated that we dislike Microsoft so much that we jam them up for a calendar year when they wanted to buy Activision, a company that sucks. Everyone that worked for Activision wanted them to be bought by Microsoft. When I worked for Activision, everyone was dying for the opportunity to not work officially at Activision. So it could say Microsoft on your resume, aside from just not working for Activision. 
Anywho. Luckily, that looks like that's going to happen. It is going to happen finally. Thank you to that judge who was like, why are we here? Why are we here? (laughs) Wasting people's time for a year fussing over this shit. Activision is objectively poorly run. The that, enti- I'm not gonna lie. That if they hadn't have gotten that judge, I don't think that all of the other no like ones who were like, no, we're saying no to this. I don't think uh, they would be like looking at new deals of making this work because now they just got shown their ass. Right. Judge was like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" <laughs> right. And um. And and now it looks like it's gonna take some time, but it looks like it's gonna go through. Yeah, it's gonna. But anyway, it's gonna. It was gonna take time to before. Um, one of the things they hold hostage is Transformers, specifically the Cybertron series. I was wondering. Um, like I said, uh, there is they re-released Hasbro is re-released, uh, not re-released. They released some Cybertron action figures, full stop, based on the games. Um. And I remember telling um, Erica's boy, big Transformers fan, I was like, oh, this means remasters are coming. It has to be. There has to. There's no way they're introducing Cybertron action figures out of nowhere in the summer where the Transformers movie comes out. And um, they're not trying to remaster the Cybertron series for us. And they have not. Reason why, apparently, um, is that they don't have Activision does not have the Cybertron series. The hard drive that had the game on it is missing. They do not know where to get it. They do not know who has it. So they've actually lost the source code, the actual original versions of the Cybertron series to remaster. They don't have access to them. So Hasbro um, had to, um, I believe they had to down, legally download the game to get proper um, uh, modeling, get proper shots of the Transformers that they made the figures of because they couldn't get it from Activision because they've lost the Cybertron series, which is why we do not have a remaster when we would logically have remasters coming out. So, yeah, they lost it. Kind of like, yeah. If that doesn't tell people how much of a garbage company who can't even handle their professional shit... Um. I maintain. Also, maybe if you didn't treat your employees like shit, your things won't go missing. Right. I was about to say, it's just Larry. It's it's the homie Larry just took it because Activision has offended hundreds of hundreds of people uh, for years. And I'm guarantee you Larry was like, oh, word. I'm deactivated four seconds after getting this out of getting laid off. Okay, cool. I haven't even left the office yet and I'm deactivated. That's crazy. Fuck you guys. And he left. And because he was deactivated, there is no way to contact Larry. And you call him and you go to voicemail. And that was years ago. And, um, yeah, Larry, maybe Todd, Andrew, Dana, somebody, Stacy, somebody took that game with them and said, fuck you, Activision. While Activision was too busy telling them to go fuck themselves. So, there you go. Um, I hope Microsoft can track down, um the person that has the Cybertron series so we can get the ball rolling on that because I kind of want to play those games again. Listen, Um, honestly, like, those games were the first good Transformers games, and, like, people are... We have the youth now. The youth... People are too young to remember. I'm going to pull my old hat out. There were no good Transformers games. No, not at all. There, There were none. So when they announced a new Transformers game, everybody went... 
okay. Sure, bro. I guess. Sure, bro. And then we looked at it and we're like, okay, it looks theoretically okay. But we've been here before. No, it is a solid game. It was extremely fun. You could play through like all of the fucking characters. War for Cybertron was a fucking masterpiece. Co-op. It was so fucking amazing. Three three and man co-op. It had the horde man, mode, multiplayer, and everything. You could do you could do online against your homies. Like it was one of the best games that came out on 360. It was fucking solid. And this the subsequent games that came after. Also fucking solid, so good. Fall of Cyber and, Fall of Cybertron is the best. It was the best Transformers thing, I think, ever made for a long time. Like the actual no, ever like Fall not, of Cybertron. Not even for a long time, ever. The only thing that compares is the actual shows. Right, and um, yeah, a High like, Moon Studios. By the way, they were contracted afterwards. They were working on a third Fall of Cyber. They were working on a third Cybertron game. And then they were contracted to do the um, dark side of the moon, whatever the whatever that that dark of the moon Michael Bay yeah, verse yeah. movie. Yeah, they were they were then told to stop making the um, third Cybertron game to work on this Michael Bay game. And it's funny because um, in that part of the game, uh, in that in that game, a quarter of it takes place on actual Cybertron. So there actually is the third Cybertron game, which is actually very good on that game. The rest of it is on Earth. It's just, it's nonsense. It's not good. But the Cybertron stuff from the third game, effectively, they, they were told to stop making so they could make this Michael Bayverse game and try to make some money, um, exists in that game. And then they were, um, I believe now they're in Call of Duty Purgatory. They are, they make Call yes, of Duty where games. I'm sure they've always wanted to be. Always wanted to where be. Where they could make more Transformers games. Yes, they, they specifically come together because they all love Transformers so much and then they were immediately put into the salt mines to um, hammer at Call of Duty and um, round up the edges of Call of Duty games every year. Which made them all leave because nobody wants to be stuck on Call of Duty. Yeah. I mean, it's good consistent work as a game dev. Like, if it, I mean, in terms of it, you, your job does change. You have a lot of turnover if you are a game dev. If you are working on, if you are like a Call of Duty utility studio... You just are always working on Call of Duty. It's always hammering. Right. Yeah. Right. It, what it does, though, is lead to there's, like, very little change in your job. Yeah. No, it's not fulfilling. It is, in fact, the um, it is in fact the office, like, the, the um, high-paying office job where no one knows you're there. And um, no one will ask you to leave as a result. No one will ask for anything of you. Um, but, yeah. Um, we don't have... No, we don't know where um, the Cybertron series is. That's really that's really the point of this story. We do not know where the Cybertron series is on Earth, like in a Carmen San Diego kind of way, like not like like not like lost in the cloud or anything like that. It's like no, no, no. There's there's a person with a red hat that has a hard drive in someone in some sub basement. I assume it's there. And uh, maybe when Microsoft acquires it, we can get some these some of these um, games that um, Activision holds hostage on Game Pass, and then they can you know that'd be great. That's yeah. Shout out to Activision. Ayo. Um, there is no. Oh, I mean, there is no segue to Final Fantasy because Activision is a joyless mass. 
of suffering. So let's go to a joyful Max. I mean, there's plenty of segues. There's, again, the poorly managed company to Square Enix. Yeah. There's so, the joyless mask to the joyful mask. Like, we, we, we got you. We got you. So <laughs> Fan Fest, Final Fantasy Fan Fest, which is a fest for all, everything Final Fantasy. And it, it, it's held in three different places in the world. There's three of them. So Fan Fest North America was held in Las Vegas on my birthday. Like actually, it was it was July twenty eighth and July twenty ninth, um, and so at Fan Fest they because again it celebrates everything Final Fantasy, um, they do all of the uh, expansion announcements at Fan Fest. The next Fan Fest is um, in Europe, and I forgot where in Europe because I don't care about the Euro- about Europe, and it's like sometime in October. And then the one, the one in Japan, I believe, is in January, and I don't remember because I'm a U.S. citizen. Um, however, uh, what they do at each fan fest is at each fan fest they give different information about the expansion, so it's a really hype lead up into the expansion. And uh, what we mentioned, like last fan fest, uh, is that. The community is extremely like hype. It's a lot of good energy. Um, like everybody is extremely excited. Nobody like they're they're excited to see everybody. It's it's a completely different energy than a lot of the other cons. Um, uh, there were a lot of ADA issues, uh, but I'm not gonna blame that on FanFest because that's a con issue. Um, in general, just large cons and the folks that they have, because it's not like it's not like Square Enix is managing the con. They like hire people to manage the con, and then there's like the con staff. Like it's a it, con management's a little bit weird. Um, so like, and that's the thing that happens across all large cons. It's not great, uh, but it, it is what it is. Um, uh, they announced that Final Fantasy XIV is coming to Xbox. I don't think Phil Spencer has ever been celebrated on a stage before in his life, and now he has been. Um, my favorite were, uh, you know, folks acting like us who you who play Xbox don't know what PlayStation control buttons look like. <laughs> Because there's mechanics, there's combat mechanics in the game that sh- are show like the PlayStation symbols, and I'm like, first off, those don't correlate to the buttons on the controller, and second off, we know what those buttons are, asshole. Right here, <laughs> I do the reading. I know what the buttons are. It's an Xbox controller. Fuck you, FC members who made that joke who are listening to this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> LJ was there. He knows what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so uh, then there's a lot of information about the next expansion. We're getting like two new classes. We're getting another melee, which I'm actually annoyed about because we don't need another melee. Um, but we're getting a melee and we're getting a caster, which we do actually need another caster. So this is this is good. Um, yeah. I 
My yes. speculation is the new melee is going to share gear with Ninja because nothing else shares gear with Ninja. Yeah, I'm positive. Like it's gonna shout, it's gonna share scouting gear. But they also tease that they're gonna do a new role. And so um I think Ninja and this new class would be a new role. Because that'd be interesting. Well, ninja is dex based. Mm, okay, I see where you're going with that. Yes. So it is a dex-based melee, and this other one would also be a if it's using scouting gear, would be a dex-based melee, which would split the melees. Which also means that they could do more fun things with melee classes. Right. Like that, 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 that's gonna have implications for Savage and EX content. Well, yeah, more savage so, than EX. So if you think about ninja, ninja is a melee class, but ninja has a lot of range utility. So because it's also dex based, it's also half magic and half not. It's like it is the only melee that's like that. Half of ninjas, uh, half of all of ninja's abilities are actually magic. All of the mudras, they're magic. So that with a new with a new class, you can have a mixture of range attacks and melee attacks on a melee without shoving it into the other melees. Um, they also said one of the two jobs is going to be completely original. I'm, I feel like, I, I feel like it's going to be the caster. I, I, I don't, I feel like we've done, we've explored all of the casters that exist in the Final Fantasy universe. And the ones that we haven't, their abilities are split between multiple classes already. So I feel like the caster is going to be the, the original job. But I, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Um, the new expansion is called, what is it called again, Justin? Because I only remember memes. In the Dawn Trail? Uh, it's called One Piece. Unironically. Ah! It is. Justin, I swear to fucking God. <laughs> Look, if you put if you do not if you put the opening to One Piece to that trailer, it fits perfectly. That's because Yoshida is a dork, but the story is based all of entirely around Central and South America. Yes, no, it's Don Trail. It's Don Trail. Also, it's partially based off of southern uh uh just the southern part of North American indigenous folks, which makes me very nervous. Uh there's a lot of different ways the story can go. I did not want us to go to the New World. It's actually called the New World, by the way. So, the, like, it has an actual name, though. But before they in the game, they reference it as the New World. Right. the The socio political cringe of calling something the New World. I think I'll get that taste out of my mouth by the time it drops. And once we get there, we'll stop calling it the New World. And if they're if the writing staff is clever, they'll make a joke about how can this be a new world? We've lived here for centuries. Like they'll I, they'll they'll acknowledge will, the cringe of it. I will say that my cringe doesn't come from that. My cringe comes from the existing content in the game right now that references the new world. Oh, Blue Mage, yeah. It's not just Blue Mage. There's oh, a there's lot. Others. Oh, okay. There's a whole. There's a. If have you seen the New World Glamour? Oh, I get it now. Oh, there's oh. a lot of that. There is not a single reference to the new world that is not from a colonialistic and extremely problematic lens. I have concerns. 
And the entire Blue Mage quest, like the entire Blue Mage quest train from beginning to end is also that. It is not yeah. good. The Blue Mage quest, the Blue Mage storyline makes me very angry. So, wait. <laughs> this could either be a nice, refreshing breather from the weight that was Endwalker. Or it could be a lot of cringe. Or it could be both. It or could it could be both. I, I have a feeling it's going to be both. Um, I have. I also have a feeling that the localization team is going to be doing a lot of lifting. Oh, yeah. What people don't realize and what people don't know is that there is a very large um, uh, Hispanic and Latino population that plays the game. There's a lot of people from South and Central America and the Southern part of North America that play this game. They're on the NA servers. Yeah. So the, the, the localization team is going to be earning their my, check for this. My static. <laughs> also that. Yeah, no, the, the localization team will be earning their paychecks for this expansion. The localization team will be earning their pay. We also have a new writer, Ishikawa, who uh, has been writing, who wrote Shadowbringers, The Dome Inside of Stormblood, and Endwalker. Uh, she is going into a more leadership position and isn't going to be doing the, the main scenario writing. We're going to have a new one. We're going to have a new writer. So I'm hoping new writer is really able to tackle some of this stuff um um i it 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 really looks like they're leaning towards like an exploration like a, a, they're really leaning into the exploration train of things uh the warrior of light meteor got a glow up i have never been more attracted to that character ever i've always thought of him as like like people are like i love meteor he's hot and i'm like is he uh he is now um got some sun on the skin a little moisturizer got some conditioner in the hair he's got the correct kind of stubble his 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 hair he's growing out his hair it's pulled back in a little ponytail he's got the man boob happening but the right amount of man boob yeah so the, the dawn trail is going to be exciting next summer um xbox players can start hopping in I believe for 6.5, that's when the, is it an open beta or is it a closed beta? I want, I want, I thought it was open beta. Okay. So it's open beta. So Xbox folks, um, Xbox people. First of all, act right. Cause I've seen y'all. Hey, I'm like, okay. I'm a, Oh, not any worse than the PlayStation people. No, no, my friend, I, I he, know. He's, he's right. My first I, response was listen up. So, you know what? <laughs> you know what? He's not wrong, wrong. Just But this also means that ain't none of you have an excuse anymore. Come on down, baby. The Northern Wilson author, baby. We right here. We are right here. If you we have if you're an looking FC, for, it's looking active. For, we like new people. I can help you get set up on a controller. We have an active Discord. It's very queer. There's black folks there too. And other melanated, not black folks. If you're looking for a nice, non-toxic environment to enjoy the game, you know, we're here for you. If you don't want to deal with racist and party finder, if you don't want to deal with just trolling in general, we got you. Come on I mean, down. I can't promise that last one. 
You're right. I'm literally, I am a troll. <laughs> it, it's with love. It comes from a place of love. We murder our friends with love and compassion. I, I will absolutely haze my friends with love and compassion. And rescue memes, apparently. Yeah. Um, I, I am, I, I, I'm excited though. So that that this also means Dynamis is, or the the Dynamis data center is about to pop off for real because that's where all yes. the folks are going to end up. Because if if Square Enix does what I suspect they'll do, is the minute 6.5 drops, they'll mark every data center as congested and just force everyone to <laughs> Dynamis, and that'll become the Xbox or the Xbox for, for North America. Yeah. Um. Because um. Um. Materia. Uh, which is the Oceana Nation data center is in desperate need, and they're walled off from everybody. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that's really big. Um. Trying to think of what else that's really big. Uh. I mean, those were the really big highlights to me. Um, so you also said you had a bunch of six dot five stuff to cover. Yes, I have all of it right here, Justin. <laughs> so. 6.5 and 6.55 are going to be like delayed because the expansion's not coming out till summer. So usually with our schedule, with the way that the schedule would be like, the expansion would be coming out in January in like early winter. And let me tell you, I was fucking pressed. So to find out it's coming out in summer, I am so relieved. I have so much more time. Um, 6.5 will come out in October and 6.55 will be coming out in January. Um, the next, uh, main scenario quest is called, uh, Growing Light. I know nothing about it because I refuse. I keep myself unspoilered. Um, there's going to be, uh, Tribal Alliance quests, which I'm very excited about because we have not had an Alliance quest since Stormblood and Walker didn't have any. That, uh, Alliance quest is just, um, when there's, there's tribal quests for each, uh, expansion. And when you complete all of them, there's another, like, storyline that kind of finishes. It's kind of like a celebration of everything that you did. And so, and Walker is going to have one, which I'm really excited because there were, there was a question that did not get answered. There, 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 the storyline did not finish and I needed to finish and now it's going to finish and I'm very excited about it. Um, uh, Tartaru's Grand Endeavor is going to be continuing. Uh, Tyru granted so almost all of the stuff with Endwalker we haven't talked a lot about Final Fantasy but ever since the end of the main storyline which was 6.0 um 6.1 to now has been cleaning up whatever loose storylines that they had and there's also been a really elaborate like farewell to an end of a story arc um it's also like the the main story has also been kind of like an intermary like intermediary adventure that also answers another very important question that we were all wondering around. So and like this entire period has been tying up every single loose storyline since 2.0 which is a realm reborn and when I tell you they are being thorough in ways that I did not think <laughs> they are being it, it's wild and so Tataru's grand en endeavor is uh, it, it's kind of like a victory lap of like reliving all of your different adventures but also as a thank you to the characters and to one specific character who's been with like you since the beginning which is Tataru 
uh, I love her. She's a precious bean. Um, so that's going to be continuing. Um, there's going to be further Hildebrand adventures in 6.55. That's all related to the, the relics, um, which is great. I am not high enough or on enough drugs for Hildebrand storyline. Uh, even though Endwalker storyline has Hildebrand, it's genuinely funny. It's very well written. Um, the content around it, hysterical. Uh, not not enough drugs. Just not enough drugs in the world. I I'm I think Justin, you're enjoying it. Enjoy, yeah, I, I, I can say I'm enjoying it. It it is <laughs> it's out there. It it. it and I mean this without a hint of irony. It is one of the more grounded Hildebrand quest chains. Because, like, the others were just so balls to the wall out there. But this one actually feels grounded. It, it is grounded in that it's not problematic. There we go. That's, that, y- y- you found the words for me. Because I'm like, there's nothing grounded about this. But it's not offending anybody. So, it, it like I said, I've been enjoying it. I'm glad I did all of the the Hildebrand stuff ahead of time so that I can just like do the relic stuff and enjoy it at my own pace and not just like rush through, um, rush through stuff. Uh, the relic weapons actually they also like just look really good. Like this is, I, I'm enjoying the look for all the relic weapons that I'm going to get. I can't speak to the ones I'm not getting, but the ones I am getting. Uh, the the scholar book is going to grow on me like a parasite. That's fair. I haven't. It's one of those where I'm like, the more I look at it, the more it's going to seep into my brain and control my thoughts and make me like it. Um, There's no saving the scholar book for the raid series. It's hideous. I hate it. Um, it's a fucking triangle, and it's not even a good one. Um. There's a new dungeon coming out. There is um, the crafting and gathering relics, which the storyline for that is hysterical. Justin, if you have not started the crafting and gathering relics, the I have is- not. I actually, I was actually going to skip it, but now that you said it's hilarious, it'll give you something to do on off days. It's really um. So the way that it, it it'll be almost exactly like when you did the Shadowbringer relics, like it's not different in like what you're doing from that but the story around it is very funny and you're gonna like it because um it's very clearly a mirror of rowena and uh gerald but the ones on the first so oh okay so it's it's Rowena, it's it's the characters who are the 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 who are like the mirror image of Geralt and Rowena, and it, it it's their relationship. Okay. It's fucking ridiculous. I definitely had some secondhand embarrassment moments, but definitely worth it. Um, it also, if you're because you're doing the Hildebrand quest, it also pairs with that really well oh yeah i can imagine no i I mean like the stories kind of go together so if you're doing them at the same time so you'll see it i think you'll like it 
Um, that's more my kind of humor, actually. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's going to be a new dungeon coming out, a new trial coming out, which if you've played Final Fantasy IV, you already know what's happening. Um, I, we're just screaming right now. Like my, my homie Kath and I are just screaming at each other about what's coming up. Like um, they, they're really doing it. I'm like, oh, go you. They're really doing it. They're really doing it. Um, there's the, the next Unreal trial is Thornton Extreme. Oh hell yes. All right, I'm doing I'm doing the next Unreal. I'm doing the next Unreal. Are, 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 are you sure? Yes. M mechanics? Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm okay. I'm I'm with it. Let's get it. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, so the next one's Thornton. So it's going to be Thornton like it was on release in Heaven's Word, but at level 90 with level 90 abilities. But the DPS check will be it's going to be a thing. There's a lot of personal responsibility and it, it's going to be, that one's going to be a thing. I'm both looking forward to it and not looking forward to it. I have to, I have to, uh, uh, my homie Gumi and I, we're going to have to teach people that fight. Um, but I think I'm going to be doing it on DPS because we need to make sure that damage happens. Yeah. Um, no, I, when that drops, I'm, I'm in the static. Put me in coach. I'm ready. <laughs> I don't think we'll have a static. Um, and the static that we have is like uh, usually generally Wednesdays, um, but it's a very casual static. That's um, fine. Look, look, whenever you run that Unreal, put me in, coach. I'm ready. All right. I'll, I, I will let Gumi know. I will let Gumi know. Um, I'll, let, I'll, leave, I'll let Eve know as well. Um, we also get the new Alliance raid, which is going to give us the last answers about the 12. I'm actually really excited about it because both of my, patron, my patrons are going to be in that one. Um, so I'm really excited. Uh, they're adding duty support for Stormblood. So basically, the uh, it's gonna be the Drown City of Scala, the Burn, and Gimalt Dark. Which um, means you can now do MSQ solo. Yes, all, all of all of the main story from a Realm Reborn through Endwalker will have duty support in all of the main story dungeons. So that means you don't have to play with random people. You can learn at your own place with um, a, a party of NPCs and the NPCs have like, it's actually kind of fun going through it. Even, even now, like I'll go through with duty support because the NPCs, like if you're going through it through the story, like they have, they have things that they say, like they're interactive. There's like extra lore and yes. I love lore. Um, and ironically, Sastasha, Sastasha regular with duty support, go through that with duty support. There's a lot of interesting things that everybody says. And keeping in mind that that's like the start of your journey. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to because I am uh working on getting some classes up to 90. Oh, well there you go. Yeah, I'm not excited about the last ones that start at one. Um we're getting a new uh in six out five in six out five one, we're getting a new variant uh dungeon, which is also gonna have the both both levels of the criterion version of it, which are extreme and savage mode essentially of that variant dungeon. Um uh this one we're gonna be exploring alongside um a person named Matsya, who um is a character specifically from Endwalker, who's a delightful bean. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. 
there's going to be some PVE and PVP job adjustments. Um, uh, all of the job adjustments will be done in like like 6.51 for PVP because they're extending the PVP ranked season until 6.51, which is nice. Um, we're getting minimap and UI adjustments. We're getting a new arena. I'm so hyped for a new map. I love new maps. Give me more new maps in PvP. We're going to have more Island Sanctuary updates. Um, I don't know if we talked about Island Sanctuary. Island Sanctuary is, uh, once you complete the main story for Endwalker, which is level 90, they're like, you need a vacation. You need a break. Here's an island. And like, you can just develop that island. It's cozy content. It's basically like, we've been calling it Animal Crossing. Because <laughs> like, you literally just go around and you gather things. And like, there's a lot of rewards that are built with it. It is peak cozy content. You have like a little house on this like deserted island that you're basically just like making into a vacation touristy place. It's really cool. I like it. I have done the rewards. I'm actually wondering if they're going to continue with Island Sanctuary or if they're just going to keep it only in Endwalker. I'm, I can't quite tell right now, but they're kind of going ham with it. Um, one of the new creatures that you can catch and put in your pastures is going to be a marble, which I'm very excited about because I want one really bad. Um, uh, there's going to be new quests and whatnot all with that uh, there is a Fall Guys collaboration coming in 6.5 and it's going to be paired with a gold saucer no I'm not kidding it, it, it looks not just like a collaboration it looks like a full crossover yeah like I am irrationally excited about the crossover collab like irrationally could you imagine fall guys of the gold like a fall guys what what are they called in the gold sauce the fates called uh gates there we go a fall guys gate let's go this, let's go this is full fall guys like i'm not kidding it's all of the colors and it's fall guys with moogles in it if they have the fall guys music in this as well game of the year you fall know guys. they're gonna have the fall guys music but uh in things that i did not have on my bingo card ever in life was a Fall Guys and Final Fantasy collaboration. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> uh, we're going to have new custom deliveries. Um, it's going to be with a person from Charlian. Uh, not telling the name because spoiler. Um, they're now going to have like indicators on for the for newly logged fish in the fish guide so you know what you've caught. Oh, perfect. Yes. Uh, important update. The uh, We're going to be able to store optional items in the armoire. Optional items are anything you buy off Mog Station. Hell yeah. Do you, that space in my glamour chest. That space in my glamour. Justin, you don't understand my glamour dresser is full. We just expanded it to 800, but I get it. Do you I know how it. long it took me to fill it? A week you are not wrong it was actually a week because yes. what happened was is i pulled everything out of my retainers and shoved it in my glamour dresser and hit 760 sounds about right 
we had it was our exam register had 400 slots they increased it to 800 and i was like this isn't going to be enough and i was not incorrect and so i am back to where i was which is where i'm i'm looking over every single item trying to decide whether i keep it or not or whether i'm going to wear it and now i can free up more space by shoving everything by shoving like all of the paid stuff because you can go onto their store and just like buy cosmetic shit i can shove all that cosmetic shit into this other storage that was that's like part of an archaic system and i am so excited i've actually been asking for this i'm like i hope i wish they would just let you do finally now the next goal is to let us store relics in that motherfucker um you can't store you can't store relics you can't store final relics in the glamour dresser um and i have so many relics just sitting in my inventory because i can't do anything with them um there's going to be, this is also a big one. There's going to be eye level restrictions for duty roulette alliance raid based off of your level. This means that we're not going to always get crystal fucking tower anymore. So what people, that there's item level for your gear. So like the higher level you go, the higher level your item level is. Destiny players should recognize what this is because it works the same way as light level. Um, so what people were doing is they were putting on lower level gear so that when they did this alliance raid roulette, which runs through all of the alliance raids that you have unlocked, um, at that, it, it would, um, they would, even though they were at level 90, they would put on like level 50 gear so that they would only get the Realm Reborn alliance raid. And that meant if you were just queuing up, normally you had a massive chance about of getting the ARR alliance raid. And I have been playing this game since 2015. I do not want Crystal Tower anymore. I'm fucking tired of Crystal Tower. I don't want to join Crystal Tower. I will take a 30-minute penalty and leave. And the real reason this is happening is Alliance Raids are 24-person content. Yep. The roulettes are made functionally so that people can go through this content without having to grab 23 other people to do it with them. So trying to are... trying to do Stormblood, trying to do uh, Shadowbringers, even just trying to do the Endwalker ones. It's very rare you get them. The queues take forever. Right. So this will address that issue. It means if you are queuing up for alliance raids on a level 90 class, you have to have level 90 gear. And then they will slot you wherever they need to put a body. Because it just shoves you wherever people need, like wherever uh, the most people are needed. It doesn't mean you're going to end up in 90 content all the time. It just means that it will be just. It will be distributed more evenly instead of people all getting shoehorned into the Crystal Tower series, which is exactly realm reward weren't. Um, we'll be able to now sort our teleportation destinations by expansion, which is nice. Um, we also get the new reward for obtaining all of the trial mounts. Justin, have you seen it? Because it looks like it's from Final Fantasy IV. I haven't seen it yet. I've I've seen nothing from six dot five. Do you want to do you want to see it? Because like it looks yes. like it's it looks to me 
Like it's from Final Fantasy IV. Uh, the free trial is expanded to include Stormblood. Oh, so that's permanent now. 6.5, it's permanent. Sensation. Just in time for you Xbox players. Yes. Um, they're also, they also were promoting, they, they, they made it, they have another mount and some emotes and, uh, that they have like on sale specifically for FanFest. Um, and those will be on sale until August, uh, 16th PDT. And those are the, the car with the, the motorcycle with the sidecar with alpha in it. By the way, that mount does not scale, and seeing races, all the races on it is hysterical. Um, what else? Is there anything else? Yeah, that's that's like most of the Final Fantasy. That's all the Final Fantasy information. Um, you did it. I did it. I did. I went through. I went through the thing. I went through the thing. Here you go, Justin. Let me send you this. This is this is the mount. Please tell it, like, I'm not hallucinating. That's from 4, right? That is from 4. Okay, is, thank, thank you. That is one of the bonus bosses from 4. Thank you. I was like, I know, I cannot remember where this is from, but I, it looks like it's from 4. <laughs> um, mm. So, yeah, this is. It was great. Um, I know, like, that there were a lot of folks at FanFest. Um, almost everybody I know who went caught COVID. Um, My favorite bit is that you bring these things up when I'm like, oh, cool. We're almost at time. Let's start winding it down. And you're like, nah, it was a super spreader. Just throwing that out there, I it guess, was, not I'm, everybody. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, okay. I'm in a flare up and I'm feeling a little extra bitter. <laughs> Because it turns out the reason I, even though I, ha I had the opportunity to go and I had like, there, there were people were willing to pull resources together so I would also go and have a good time. But my reason for going, not going was just like COVID. And right. it turns out I was right. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, um, I'm a little bitter. <laughs> I mean, they didn't, they didn't take care of themselves. And unfortunately it didn't, it didn't, um, it was, it was uh, proved disastrous. Remember folks, big stacks still got to fly with the mask on, travel with the mask on, big stacks with the masks on. Also now, now this is a little bit funnier. I mean, not for the people who went, but just because <laughs> I, in chaos in general, this sounds shady and I didn't mean it this way. Uh, the, a giant chunk of the airlines canceled the flights. Um, out of town or into town? Yes. Oh, so people were just kind of like stuffed into stuffed into tighter spaces for longer. People got stranded, Ooh. and of of course the airlines were like we're and for like the exiting out, like people just got stuck at fam like at in in Vegas too. The airlines were also like we're not refunding anybody, and it's like okay, well they're gonna refund people. They're just saying that they're not going to refund people but you know that those refunds are happening but in uh more uh the airlines are still dysfunctional also there's going to be us i'm pretty sure there's gonna be a strike with uh american airlines well i mean uh, i have a play the music conversation for you play it yes hello uh so I, we can end the show here good night everybody <laughs> Thank you guys for <laughs> listening. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and uh, have a pleasant day.